So next time a new car catches your eye, whatever you do, don't just say, hey, nice car. What you really should say is, nice data center. That's a far better description of what you're seeing because the average connected vehicle today is like a cluster of about 50 computers or so on four wheels. It's a mobile data center generating at least four terabytes of data a day and making sense of all that data. Analyzing those four trillion bytes and using the information to respond faster than a human possibly could when someone drifts into your lane is edge computing. That's when computing occurs where the data is being generated, in this case, in your car. Welcome to Life at the Edge. This is a special series of the Element podcast about how edge computing is transforming the world around us, often in surprising and unseen ways. And I'm your host, Dennis Vilfort, edge computing leader here at HPE. In each episode, we explore different ways that we're benefiting from this remarkable technology in our everyday lives, and we uncover a new story about its value in business and beyond. And today's focus is transportation. So let's begin with this question. What do most people not know about edge computing's impact on transportation? We're talking about a new way of solving the transportation problem. Cut the human reaction time out of the loop. How do we do this? We do this with sensors, with cameras, with computers in the car. If you're traveling at 50 miles per hour, 40% of that amount of time it takes to bring the car to a safe stop is the delay or the latency of the human brain. We're at the crossover point now where cars can drive more safely than we humans can. And if that's the case, we all benefit from letting the car do the driving. Now you might ask, why is this all of a sudden happening now? It has to do with the miniaturization of computing. It is possible today to cram 50 computers or more into a very small space and also build redundant systems so that if half the systems fail, we have enough computing power left to safely drive the car. So expect the cars to become smarter, expect the sensors to become more granular. Let's say for fun that we were going to build a modern electrical self-driving car. What kind of technology could we lay our hands on? We now have 200 megapixel cameras at 30 frames a second. We want stereoscopic vision in front. So that's two cameras. So the car has eyes like a human and we'll have stereoscopic vision in the back. And because things could come up on us on the side, we will definitely have stereoscopic vision to the right and to the left. How many cameras is that? That's eight cameras, each with 30 frames a second and 200 megapixels of resolution. How much data is that? I'm gonna spare you the math and jump straight to it is 17 gigabytes worth of data per second, 17 gigabytes. So that has to be processed right there. It's computing crunches that data, allowing the vehicle to see 360 and be safer than ever before. There will be a time, and I'm very convinced of this, where I'll be an old gray grandfather and the kids will sit around the Christmas tree and say, grandpa, grandpa, tell me about the story where you used to drive the car. And grandpa explains, and then the kids go, Nah, Grandpa, we don't believe you. That's just too dangerous. Humans shouldn't drive cars. Robots should. And that's probably the funniest thing about this edge computing concept in general. The car is the robot. You're supervising. You can jump in and stop the proceedings. But the point here is they're doing the job better than any human could. This is not just about what happens in the car and around the car. Because remember, these cars are connected to the internet. They're connected to other cars. This is actually where we get the network effect happening. 
what each car can see and learn real time on the road, every car can benefit from. It's like one gigantic brain that's swarming around, learning all times, making the smart decisions and sharing with others of their ilk. By 2025, and that's just four years from now, there'll be roughly 470 million connected cars on the road. The future is not somewhere down the line. The future is now. So what do most people not know about the edge's impact on transportation? It's all about the data and how more data will help you stay safe. Well, let's look at another question. What's the business impact of edge computing and transportation? We talked a lot about edge computing in vehicles, but what about planes? Well, there are even more sensors and computers operating throughout a plane. The 12-hour international flight generates roughly 844 terabytes of data. So there's a huge amount of data being generated here. Airbus, Boeing, and others, they can take flight data, feed it into their models, and create more efficient planes. We have actually, since the 1950s, increased the efficiency that it takes to move people in a plane and, of course, goods by 20 times. And that doesn't show signs of stopping because the more data you have, the better decisions you can make. The data keeps the planes in the air. Better motors, better aerodynamics, new models. It keeps our economy humming along. It's not that you can't get things from the other side of the world. It's the cost of getting it from the other side of the world in a reasonable period of time. If we can get the cost of moving a human or a box from point A to point B down, it's better for the airlines, it's better for the economy, it's better for you. So data drives a better quality of life. And that can only be done if we have the ability to compute upon the data where the data occurs. In this case, the plane. Let's go back to vehicles for a minute. Do you know that in the US, transportation cost represents the largest household expense after housing? The switch to electrical vehicles, which rely on edge computing's in-vehicle data analysis, creates big savings. It costs more than $1,100 a year to own and operate a gas-powered vehicle, compared to just $485 a year for an EV. That's a savings of 55% per year, which puts $615 in the electric vehicle owner's pocket. No wonder we are beginning to see electric vehicles driving everywhere we look. This is not for personal vehicles only. Companies benefit too, of course. Amazon, for example, is building out a global fleet of more than 100,000 electrical vehicles over the next decade. These electrical vehicle savings add up. Today in the U.S., there are more than 1.8 million registered electrical vehicles on the road, three times as many as we just had three years ago. The economic impact isn't limited to electrical cars either. In every one of the top 25 metro areas in the U.S., switching from diesel to electricity for a city bus fleet brings a cost savings of 63%. So edge computing helps our tax dollars go farther. There's also an economic benefit associated with the emissions reductions. If electric vehicle adoption grows as predicted, we are actually looking at saving a potential $72 billion in healthcare spending. That's not something we would naturally think of, but that's how much we're spending today on treating healthcare problems caused by fossil fuel emissions. And as the EV market grows, we need someone to build these vehicles, which involve new battery technologies and much more. 
According to the Economic Policy Institute, U.S. production of domestically manufactured electric vehicles could add 150,000 new jobs to the economy by 2030. So I asked, what is the business impact of edge computing and transportation? It creates new efficiencies and savings for consumers and companies and enables new modes of transportation, a new sector that gives rise to new jobs throughout the entire global economy. So the last question I want to explore is this. What does the edge mean for the future of transportation? We have ample evidence that every five years we get a 10x increase. So if you look at 10 years out, we're actually getting 10 times 10 more firepower at our fingertips, in our cars, everywhere we look. And that will create even better travel experiences. We'll be able to see the impact of this kind of compute firepower everywhere across all areas of society. In a word, that means autonomy. Allocation of goods and services, we're moving finished product from the factory to where it's consumed. That last mile will increasingly be handled by autonomous delivery vehicles. Already today, we are beginning to see Domino's Pizza is experimenting with this. You can actually have a robotic chef in a truck making the pizza on the way to your house. And it's all gonna be driven by the computers. This is an extension of what human activity is all about, and it frees us up from doing mundane tasks. Did you know the average American spends 97 hours stuck in traffic per year? Well, autonomous vehicles can actually reduce that travel cost. Cars can drive closer together. We can utilize our infrastructure, roads and bridges better. Imagine a whole little train of cars driving bumper to bumper safely in the future. That's 40% more cars on the same roads without having to build any more roads. Again, higher level of granularity gives us better return on investment. A car can drive like your personal chauffeur a lot better than you can. And that frees you up to maybe take a nap or read up on this book or listen to some classical music. Do things that are much more valuable to your quality of life than to sit behind the steering wheel and yelling at the guy who just cut you off in bumper to bumper traffic. So if that wasn't enough, there's actually going to be smart cities where the road itself will be equipped with edge devices communicating with your vehicle and your vehicle communicating with other vehicles so they can drive in formation. In the future, there will be no need to own a car. It'll be a shared resource. So there will be a lot fewer vehicles on the road than the current 1.4 billion cars worldwide today. In the U.S. alone, autonomous vehicles will reduce the need for parking spaces by an estimated 5.7 billion square meters and even reduce the amount of roads which were built for a much larger car population. By freeing up parking decks, parking lots, roads and cities around the world, a lot of space will all of a sudden be available for people, not vehicles, and will be used to make cities even more livable. What does edge mean for the future of transportation? It means a future where we move more freely and we remove constraints of the past, like congestion, sprawl, and pollution. So that's our take on the edge of transportation. Thanks for listening. Leave a review or reach out to HP on Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to the Element Podcast to learn more of all the surprising ways that edge computing is changing the world around us and advancing the way we live and work. It's even redefining entire industries. So don't miss out on earlier episodes on edge of manufacturing and edge of healthcare.
That's all on Life of the Edge from HPE. 